All right, everybody, you have just tuned in to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. And I, I, I want to thank uh, both Ben and, and Scenic for making the time to, to do the show tonight because I, I know they really would rather be watching the ESPY Awards, um, the highly riveting, always exciting uh, ESPYs where, where I'm sure there's never any sort of, you know, like, politics involved or anything like that when they pick the winners but you know be that as it may i'm just glad they could uh, take time out of that busy schedule of sb's viewing or or maybe they're watching summer league nba basketball i i don't know but uh, the good news is is that we're two weeks out give or take a day uh from the steelers returning to the pristine fields of saint vincent college in latrobe for training camp and uh, so that's where we're going to start tonight. We're going to start talking training camp position battles, and we're going to look at the offense tonight. Um, but first, uh, Chris, how are you this evening out in sunny and warm Las Vegas? You're saying warm. It's 105 today. Uh, my dad uh, is coming in this weekend. It's going to be 107, 108, and 109. Um, I sent him a picture of that and he's like already sweating so uh it's gonna be a hot one here in las vegas uh, yeah it hit uh it hit a heat index Normal. here of like nine, 95 today so uh it, it was plenty warm but nothing like uh what what you're dealing with and uh uh ben uh, how are things out there in, in the state that isn't quite all the way to the northwest just below the one that is what well, no, we're not, the Pacific Northwest. Well, I know. We're the Pacific Northwest. Pacific Northwest. That would be Washington State, you know. I suppose. Yeah. Uh, things are great. And, we, you know, nobody good. on the West Coast knows what the heat index is, Mark, because uh, we don't have uh-huh. that here. If it's 80 out, there's not really any humidity. So it's oh. the heat index is 80. Well, I, I, I yeah. must so say that if, I'm, if, I'm jealous of if that. It's 100, if it's 108 in Vegas, the heat index yeah. is 108. <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, that whole humidity thing can can just suck it as far as I'm concerned, but unfortunately I can't control it. Uh, the humidity is always wonderful uh, at training camp in Latrobe, and uh, it's even more so when you, when you sit up on the hill and you look down at those practices where the humidity is really, really heavy. You can literally see the humidity hovering over the fields while the guy's practice uh so if you've never been been out there i highly suggest you do it uh for for many other reasons other than that one but it is kind of something to see when uh when you hit the training camp so um guys some of these position battles are real easy to discuss some of them will uh will definitely take a little more time um you know at least i would think they will but you know we'll, we'll start right at the quarterbacks and and um I, I'm going to start this with a bit of a twist here. I, I mean, because right now on the on the roster, you've got Ben, you've you've got Josh Dobbs, Mason Rudolph, and then um, uh, Hodges, Devlin Hodges, the young man that signed out of Samford and threw for about fourteen thousand yards there. Uh, but Chris, I'm going to ask you a question: um, If Landry Jones had been the the backup quarterback in the loss to Oakland, would the Steelers have won that game? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Um, uh, he's not even on a team right now, so it's tough to no. say. No. Um, but most, you know, 
nine times out of ten, I'll take injured Ben over uh, any of our backups. <laughs> well, yeah, I think a lot of uh, Steeler Nation would have done the same. The, the reason I, I started talking about the quarterbacks that way is because, you know, Dobbs um, had been so impressive with that one big throw he made in the Baltimore game when he had to come in for a play. Um you know, and threw a 22-yard dart over the middle, and and that just gave everybody this boost in confidence. And and then he got into the Oakland game, and and it didn't go so well. And he course, sunk it up in the you know, Oakland game. Yeah, yeah. For for lack of a better um, um, terminology, Ben, you're right. Um, but I guess let's let's get to the bigger the bigger scenario here. Um, first, I want I want to talk about Hodges. Uh, Ben, is he nothing more than a camp arm, or does this kid have any possibility whatsoever of maybe becoming the number three? Well, my understanding is he's playing like he's got a shot at making the team. Yeah. And, you know, I know Tomlin likes that out of mm-hmm. players, so he may play himself into a position to not be just a camp arm. But I think – it's a pretty steep battle uphill battle he's got going. And uh, I don't think he's going to get there, Um, but you know, it wouldn't suck to see that happen. Um, In some respects it would, because you'd be looking at it going, well, now we, we wasted a draft pick on a quarterback, either Dobbs or or Rudolph. And my feeling is it'd probably be Dobbs, Dobbs. but you know, by the same mm-hmm. token, if you if you can improve your group, you always do that, regardless yeah. of what it is. I mean, you know, uh, um, uh, 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 Rams quarterback. Why am I? Why is his name slipping? Uh, Super Bowl forty three. No, or no. Uh, uh, Kurt Warner. Kurt Warner. You know, he was bagging groceries, playing in the Arena League for years. <laughs> yeah, uh, he came in. He was he was their number three, possibly competing with a guy to be the number three. They got in, saw what he could do, immediately made him the number two. Then um, who Trent was it Green. who tore his ACL? I'm sorry? Trent Green. Trent Green, Trent Green tore his ACL, yep. and they went, you know what? We're just going to go with Kurt Warner. We, uh, we, we think that we can make this happen. We don't think there's anybody out there that we can sign as better. And the whole league went, man, you're nuts. You're just going with this guy who's a complete unknown. What the hell? And then they saw him play. <laughs> and, yeah. and I'm not saying with Devil no. Hodges is – is Kurt Warner. What I'm saying is anytime you can improve your group, even if it goes against conventional thinking, you do it. And, and to piggyback on that, Chris, do you do it even though you'd be at the risk? And I realize this is a loaded question, citing your, your love for Kevin Colbert. Uh, Does Colbert do that knowing that he'd be admitting that perhaps Dobbs was a mistake then? Um, I don't think it would be a mistake if you trade him. I think that oh. if you can tr- get get some value for him back, I think that you're minimizing the loss, of, you know, of what you've given up for him. Um, I think he was a fourth round draft pick. I think if you get something, you know, like a six, maybe. I mean, you're mm-hmm. you're two rounds back. You need some things, but um, if you're improving on the position, like Ben kind of alluded to, um, then the loss isn't so bad. Um, and it does suck because he is a quarterback and um, you, what you wanted him to be, he didn't end up being. But if you could improve on it with Hodges, then uh, get something back, like a six-round pick. We've seen the Steelers kind of turn um, some six-round picks into something. So um, I wouldn't mind, especially if you're going to give up um, 
potentially, you know, we'll talk about this down the line here, um, something for a tight end, um, he could turn into something like a, uh, like a second tight end on this roster in terms of a six round pick. So um, that's mm-hmm. something that I would be interested in doing. And if, if, De- if Delvin Hodges, um, you know, steps up to the plate and is worthy of that, then why not uh, explore that option? It, it, it's an interesting thing to me because obviously Dobbs has an advantage from the mental standpoint that he's he's been pretty much in this offense now, whereas Hodges is coming in and, and he's going to have to not only perform, but he's got to learn the offense and be able to, to handle things quickly um, in, in line of scrimmage situations. So, you know, there, there's that working against him, but I, I agree with both of you. If you can improve your position, your overall positional strength, then then you you do it. You swallow your pride a little bit and do it. And, you know, Chris, as you're saying, my God, if you can turn it into a potential um, trade or, or picking up a draft pick, if you get rid of Dobbs, then by all means you do it. And and I, and I don't mean to be completely uh, sending Dobbs on his way just yet, but I, my personal feeling is that was not a great pick anyway. Um, and I haven't really seen much to, to warrant the pick anyway, so I'm okay with moving on, and I'm really okay with Mason Rudolph um, taking over that, that number two spot, and, and then eventually, maybe, maybe, I'm way down the road here, uh, the number one spot, but that's that's here nor there. But I think we all agree Ben will be the starter, and then it'll be Dobbs and uh, Mason Rudolph fighting it out for the number two spot. Um at the running back position, um, under Mike Tomlin, the Steelers have predominantly loved feature backs. Um, we hear every single year how they're going to rotate, how they want to do this, how they want to do that. There was talk just this week on ESPN, well, they're going to rotate, or not so much rotate, but they're going to use Samuels and Connor a lot more. You know, we hear it every year. Um Ben, assuming both those guys make the team, do you do you see any switch in the way that Tomlin does things? Uh, well, Tomlin doesn't call offensive, right? Uh, right. Plays. I mean, he he can overrule, yeah, but he doesn't really make those decisions. The only the only decision he really makes is who the quarterback is and who's going to be the starter. Um, and we all know who that's going to be. So, yeah. as far as the workload goes, I mean, I think they're just they're going to go with the hot hand and just that seems to be their philosophy mm-hmm. all the way along. I do see uh, Samuels getting some, some snaps in passing situations because he seems to be a kind of a nifty little receiver. And yep. I, I'd like to think that they see some things they can do with him above and beyond what he's done thus far things to get him out in space and get the ball in his hands. Um, I see Snell as nothing but, a two down bruiser, a closer. Maybe mm-hmm. if you, if you've got a, a 10 point or better lead and you're in the fourth quarter, you just keep running that guy down their throat and just bashing the hell out of that defense <laughs> until they just give up. Right. You know, I don't want to say three yards in a cloud of dust, like it used to be with Bettis. Right. But something similar. Is is he uh, Chris? In your opinion, is is Snell? I mean, is he automatically on this roster? Kind of based on what what Ben was just describing, because he kind of fits that mold. He's really the only guy on the roster, I, th- I think, that does. Yeah, I think so. I think he's on this roster for sure. I think they want to use. Um, I think th- they think that he can do it all, and um, mm-hmm. along with Samuels, because you know Connor hasn't proved to to be 
able to be healthy for a full 16. So I think having Samuels there as a, as a true backup, you saw what he can do in New England. It's great to see. And then uh, Benny Snell, who's kind of a, pretty much a, a totally different back from Samuels, you want to have a, a one-two punch like that in case Connor does go down. So I think he for sure makes this roster. And, um, you know, what I've been told, what I've heard, and what I've read is that Trey mm-hmm. Edmonds is also turning heads, uh, brother of Terrell Edmonds. Uh, right. He's also turning heads in camps or in a – in, in off season so far, so another name to watch as uh, we head into camp. But to answer your question, I think he's for sure on this roster going forward. Yeah, I, I tend to think so too. And and uh, Ben, have you heard the same the same types of things about Trey Edmonds? Yeah, but I think it's hype. I don't I don't buy it. I think that uh, okay. I think that Terrell Edmonds is a real popular player with a lot of the guys. Right. Um, was last year. He's he's real gregarious. Uh, he's outgoing. He's mm-hmm. a popular guy in the locker room and that people want to like his brother as well. And that there's a lot of talk, but it's just that it's talk. Uh, we're yeah. talking about a guy who's on his third roster in the NFL, um, has never really seen any kind of extensive playing time, despite uh, coaches like Mike Tomlin saying, yeah, you know, he's been impressive. He's done some things, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Okay, great. It's lip service. I mean, the guys played some special teams and that's it. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I don't think that he's anywhere close to being a lock to making this team. Maybe, but I mean, you know, they, they drafted a bunch of guys to play special teams. They also yeah. signed some UDFAs to play special teams. Obviously PJ lock comes to mind. Um, I don't know. I, I don't think that Trey Edmonds is. No, I don't even think he's got a 50, 50 shot at this point. Well, I think so, he, I think he's a good practice squad option, and then if you also make a if you look at the overview of the position real quick, the guy with the most experience on the roster at the position is James Conner with three years. You have Trey Edmonds with two rookie yeah. and Trayvon McMillan, two years of uh, Jalen Samuels, rookie and Benny Snell, one year uh, Ralph Webb, and also one year Malik Williams. So this is a very very young group. Yeah, but when you look at Trey Edmonds and his two years of experience, I mean, what what game experience does he actually have? Yeah. Regular season-wise, none. Yeah, I mean, now the Steelers typically go with three running backs on the roster, right? And then usually one or two on the practice squad. Um, I mean, (laughs) Edmonds would have to be that fourth, I guess, that fourth guy right now. But, you know, that's that's no knock on Webb or Williams um, or McMillan. But we got to see what they can do because nobody's really seen it. So, I think that's kind of the position we're in right now. Um, but, yeah, those top two guys, really top three guys, I think are are locks. But, you know, you guys know this as well as I do. Uh, training camp always brings about bumps and bruises and injuries and everything else, uh, even as little as these guys are, are actually uh, on the field these days. Um, so, you know, it's going to be a curious position to see, not so much at the top end, which is good, um, you know, and as Chris pointed out, James Conner has to prove he can stay healthy for 16 weeks. He's yet to do that. And um, that that means Samuels or, or Snell or somebody else is going to have to step up and, and be prepared. So um, I am not uh, guys going to mention much about fullback. I think we're all under the assumption that it'll be Roosevelt Knicks. Yes, the team has been think, messing around. I think we should talk a little bit. Well, the, we can. It's it's you know just because I mean, just because yeah. uh, uh, he's been getting paid what he's getting paid and he's not getting the ball. So I think we should talk about that like for a second. 
I agree. Well, it's weird. It, I expected him to, to play a bigger role in the offense last year, and he hasn't done a damn thing. They did what they did what they did against the Saints with the with the the fake punt, and yeah. Chip couldn't get that block. We know that, but you know why isn't he getting the ball, or why or why isn't he even in there blocking in short running situations? Is very curious to be, especially when he's getting paid. You got to be seeing the field a little more, I would think. So is is he being paid more as a special teamer than he is as a fullback? No doubt. I I, I mean I would think so based on the usage. No doubt. No, yeah, I, I mean. Is it possible, Ben, that they're going to use him more on offense this year? That I mean, I expected it last year. So, yeah. it, it, I mean, he's the highest paid Steelers fullback. Even when you just look at the percentage of the salary cap he's taking up, mm-hmm. not not just dollars. Yeah, of course, he's the highest paid fullback in terms of dollars because, you know, it's 2019. It's not 2009 anymore. Um, but just, just looking at the percentage of the salary cap he takes know. up, yeah. he's the highest. So it's it's the greatest investment the team has made in a fullback ever that I can recall. And yeah. He's just not he's not contributing. I don't it's not I'm sure it's not by choice. Oh you know no. I mean? No. It's just I, I don't understand why they're not using him more in the game plan. I really expected them to do some things and use him as a lead blocker or something. Mhm. I, I mean the, the the proof is in the pudding. I mean, he when he has been a lead blocker, especially on on just your old school ISO type runs, he's been effective. And yep. and we you know we I agree with you. We we did not see uh, a whole lot of that. So um, I lost Chris here for a minute. He dropped out. He's having some technical difficulties. So we'll wait for him to pop back in here. Um, it, do, do you put anything, Ben? Do you put anything into? to Sutton Smith seeing time at fullback H-back, or is this just the Steelers kind of, well, let's do a little experimenting here uh, during uh, OTAs? I think they're experimenting a bit. They're trying to see uh, what else he can do. Um, I I see a role for him on the team. I, I think he's – I don't want to say he's a lock, but – yeah. He's got a he's got a better than fifty fifty shot of making the team right now because of all the things he can do, and the more you can do, the more valuable you are, right? So, you know, well, he, I expect, I mean, him, I expect yeah. him to follow suit in camp and do some more experimenting. I really hope I, I know they will, but I really yeah. hope Steelers fans don't read too much into it and expect him to like play a regular role in the offense. Um, that that's not necessarily an indicator that that's going to happen. It might, mm-hmm. but sometimes they're just trying to see what else a guy can do. So if they're in a pinch, they can make it happen or, you know, being the personal protector on the punt team, because obviously right. the guy can hit, uh, he can block. If you can make him run too. Well, you know, that increases his value on special teams. No question. Oh, for sure. I mean, I, I think he's a special teams guy. Um, above and, and beyond and and yeah if they can mess around with him a little bit at the h-back position then then so be it and and, and you know hey you, you got to take advantage of athletes you got to take advantage of whatever a guy can offer and um you know Steelers seem to be doing their due diligence in that department I do want to mention before we get on to uh, wide receivers that of course you're listening to the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh and right now you can get the Don't Stop Believing t-shirt and uh, 
don't be like my son who was watching me uh, put together the uh, the article earlier for the podcast. And when he saw the shirt, he said, why would they be making shirts of Le'Veon Bell? And I said, no, 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 no. This is Josh Bell, the guy that's been hitting dingers for the Buckos. Uh, and uh, I think other people might have wondered the same thing, although the, the baseball bats and the logo uh, kind of give it away on the shirt. But, uh, yeah, great shirt. And um, they've got a, a great new cause uh, going on right now for a young man that could really uh, use some help. They have a GoFundMe up there for him. So eight bucks from every shirt that you purchase goes towards that cause. So get a great shirt, celebrate uh, Mr. Josh Bell, who, by the way, I love seeing that guy run out of a, a grounder. My goodness, if more guys did that, I might actually watch baseball again. Uh, in any case, we're going to the wide receivers, guys. And there's this 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 brown guy that apparently was in the news yesterday or today about settling some issue about throwing stuff off his balcony. Uh, he's no longer in Pittsburgh. So, um, yeah, so much for that. So we're just going to get straight to it. You've got Juju. Do we assume the number two guy then becomes Dante Moncrief? No. Any, no. James Washington's the number two then. Maybe. I, I think it's James Washington versus James Washington for that number two spot. Really? I think he's against himself. If I think he has it, but wow, it's, I think that's it, deep, man. I think it's his to lose. I think it, like if he goes out and does what he has to do, he's at the Z. Um, Juju is is at the um, Y, the slot, and then I think the X position is where we're going to be talking about because it's going to be Moncrief yeah. against um, Deontay, Deontay Johnson. Uh, Johnson. Deontay Jesus. Johnson. That, that's where I'm at with this. Yeah, well, so, I, yeah. Go I, ahead, ben. I don't know. I think. Uh, Ben is really and always has been enamored with speed. He loves it. And mm-hmm. I realize, of course, that Johnson and and Moncrief are both playing the X, which really isn't the, the position that runs a lot of fly routes. Mm-hmm. But Moncrief can flat out run, man. I mean, and if you put him on a nine route, just running down a sideline, Ben's just almost not going to be able to resist <laughs> if he's if he sees him, you know, just about to go into a break, and he's got a half a step on the corner, he's gonna. It might be his number three read. He's gonna throw it. He's just gonna yeah. be like, "Yep, I know, I know, I wasn't supposed to do that." But I mean, I just, oh man, can't help you know, himself. Yeah, he can't. He can't. That was yeah. one of the problems with with having him and Bruce Arians on the same offense is that you know you got a guy who can't help himself in those kinds of situations and you got a uh, coordinator who was like yeah go ahead do it chuck it oh. <laughs> uh so right there's four guys uh uh gentlemen we're, we're looking at, at juju we're looking at moncrief james washington the rookie deontay johnson um it, obviously i don't want to spend any more time on it than necessary but former Steeler d'angelo williams was was on twitter pondering whether Ryan Switzer actually makes the roster. Switzer commented back. I, I didn't I didn't see a whole I, I, let's put I, it I this. saw I saw Switz getting butthurt over some stuff that I thought was pretty minor. I did that's where I was going. Except yeah. that except that he and D'Angelo are actually friends. Yeah. And I think that's why he took it personally. Um but I didn't think, you know, I mean, basically he was just like, oh, hey, let's talk about this as fans. 
you know, does the guy make the team? Right. Anyway. But but I guess here's here's the question, aside from their little Twitter thing. You know, is Switzer on the bubble? Is he in a position where he could be bumped out if they get comfortable enough, let's say, with Deontay Johnson returning kicks? Uh, Chris, go ahead. Um. Yeah, I, I think that he he can make a name for himself after the catch, um, Deontay Spencer, and I think that it's Johnson. him again. Oh, sorry, Johnson. Jeez, uh, <laughs> I'm all over the place. I'm, I'm reading stuff. Um, well, well, yeah. Deontay Spencer is also on the team, and uh, you know you're not the first to mistake <sighs> that. So yeah, um, I think he can make a name for himself after the catch, and also um, with his route running, uh, creating separation. I think that's where mm-hmm. he really um, makes a name for himself, and with what Ben has said about him in the off season so far is encouraging. And um, you like him on returns as well, but um, I'm, I'm, I'm so stoked to see him uh, run routes. Cause if you watch him at Toledo, uh, that's how he creates separation with that slant outside route, um, especially near the goal line. I mean, he's almost uncoverable with that. And um, that's what you like to see. Cause we need help in the red zone. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. He makes a nifty um, little move when he goes into his break. And I don't know how, but he actually has a little bit of burst. Most most Body sprinters will t- most yeah. sprinters will tell you that um, when you come off a line and you're running a straight line, as you run a race, your body actually decelerates. But the guy who wins decelerates the least, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Johnson somehow can come off the line hard, get to his break, and get a little bit of a burst coming out of the break. And it's one of the coolest things I've ever seen. It's, it really is very nifty, especially that little slant that Chris just mentioned. It's yeah. it's like what Jericho Kotchery used to do, only better. Yeah, uh, in a much more uh, higher gear than than Kotchery. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so if if Switzer is there at that fifth position, I mean, who else are we talking about that's going to be in that mix? Because it, it doesn't matter what year it is, guys. There's always a receiver that becomes a training camp darling, okay, whether it's Justin Brown, uh, Justin Hunter. There's always the guy that everybody gets enamored with, you know. So is there one of those guys, Chris, this year? Jeremy, yeah, Jeremy Fowler is saying it's Spencer, and, and I'm inclined to agree. Um, yeah. with his speed and his shiftiness, his returnability. I mean, a dynamic guy returner. Um, you, you need those guys on the roster, and, and maybe he can be a um, you know a gunner. Maybe he can be something on special teams as well or uh, something where he could just contribute, wear as many hats mm-hmm. as he can. Um, if he can be like Eli Rogers, I mean, I know everyone's a name of Eli Rogers for some reason. I'm not really into him all that much. Um, one career, 100-yard game, I'll say that again. Um, if you're following me on Twitter, you definitely know I'm not a huge – Eli Rogers fan think Yeah, but how Switzer, many how many Switzer how many 100-yard games does Switzer have? 0. No, I don't think. Yeah, but zero. And how many seasons I, though? I don't I don't see Deontay Spencer as a 175-pound gunner. I just don't see it. it. It's just a way to get a way to get out of the uh out of his break and out of the just get downfield quick. I think that he he can do that. <laughs> Um, if he's got a corner in front of him trying to keep him back on the line and he weighs 175 pounds and he's 5'8", I, I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm dubious at that point. Um, if he can do it, great. I'd be shocked, though. Um, if he can show something as a wide receiver, then, you know, great. Fantastic. And right. if he can show something as a returner, well, <laughs> 
I mean, now he's got a real shot. So I'm not completely disagreeing with what you're saying. I just don't think he's going to play like a, a well-rounded role on special teams. Well, I mean, Ryan, Switch, Ryan Switch is out here building a house with his new wife or new fiance. I mean, he's really putting in roots in Pittsburgh. So he's really convinced he's making this roster. Uh, you got Eli Rogers and you got Deontay Spencer creeping up. Um, it, it, it's tough because Juju can play all, all three. Uh, Deontay Spencer can mm-hmm. play all three. Moncrief can play the X and the, and the Z. Um, Washington's pretty much only a Z, but he's pretty much a lock. And then you, I, Switzer has played the outside and, and has gained separation doing so. He could play the inside, especially. Um, it's just who can make who can make the most of their opportunities. I think in, in camp and in preseason is going to is going to really shine uh, shine through the rest. And hopefully, it's somebody who can contribute on game day. Yeah. So, so 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 let's do this real quick. Let, let's look at Switzer and Rogers because, and and just break this down. I I think I speak for all of us. If we're talking punt returner, I'm taking Switzer every day of the week and twice on Sunday, right? Mm-hmm. And kick. I, I'm with it. Yes. Okay. Punt and or kick, kick. Re- kick returns as well. Yep. All right. Both. I don't want Rogers back there. I'm much more comfortable with Switzer. Okay. Now, as far as a slot receiver. Um, they both offer some things based on what I've seen, obviously what, what, and it's no fault of his own just because of his size, but you know, when Ryan Switzer catches the ball and gets hit, he's going down. He's not a guy that's going to break too many, you know, tackles. Um, so I have to give the, I'm leaning towards Switzer in that particular matchup. Um, and, and also what was the contract that Roger signed? Isn't he just in for one year? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Was that? I think it's hefty, isn't it? It's rather hefty. Yeah. His, hefty, his signing but... bonus was. I want to say his signing bonus was seven fifty. Let me look at it. Yeah, something like that. Well, I just bring that up because you know you got to play a little bit with the numbers there. Um, so if if you look at those things now, I, I'll be honest. I'll, I'll play devil's advocate a little bit here. I don't mind Switzer as a punt returner. I'm not crazy about him as a kicker returner. I I. I I mean, I think he he gets a nice burst. He gets into the traffic and he goes down. Um, yeah, but I mean, uh, is that his fault is, or is it Danny Smith's well, fault? Well, yeah. <laughs> now now we are talking about something very different, which we can spend an entire show on. Um, but I just think it goes back to what I was saying about him as a receiver: the fact that that first contact usually brings him down. I mean, think of all the times where he was literally a step or two away from breaking one. And the first contact took him down, you know, and, and I'm not saying yeah. Deontay Johnson's going to be any better than that or Deontay Spencer. I'm just saying that that's what I see with Switzer. And again, I also understand that's way better than what we had before Switzer arrived too. So I, I get it. I'm just kind of playing a little devil's advocate here. That's all. Uh, so ben, okay. Real ahead. quickly. Yeah. Um, Rogers has, a two-year deal with a $500,000 signing bonus. Okay. So he's got two years. So, um, yeah, I mean, basically, when when Mr. Rooney gives somebody a half million dollars up front as a salary advance, Mm -hmm. I expect the guy to make the team and the Steelers expect the guy to make the team or they wouldn't have given him that much money. So I think he's going to make it. Um, that said, you know, 500 
that's not insurmountable. If he stinks it up in camp, he's gone. Um, yeah, or or just simply gets beat out. Yeah, you know, well, by a guy that's performing at a higher level, he'd have to get beaten out pretty clearly. But I mean, the yeah. point Chris made before about about being able to play multiple multiple positions. Excuse me, and having you know having some diversity in in your approach to to your craft that will play a role if Switzer can run those routes outside and they view Rogers as a slot only, well, you know, who's yeah. more valuable at that point. Right. I mean, I, totally it's not like Rogers breaks a lot of tackles either. He, I think he's got no. a little more heft behind him when he's running with the ball, but he's not, you know, he's not a guy you're going to see breaking two tackles and running down the field and scoring a 97 yard touchdown like Juju might. Yeah, no, I, I I agree, and I think the versatility thing is huge. I think it's something that Mike Tomlin and his staff always like, um, and and it probably is often the difference for them when when guys you know talk about playing time, making rosters, making practice squads, things like that. So, um, guys, before we start wrapping things up, we, we do have to address the tight end situation because um, the, it's it's a situation for a lack of a situation, and it's a situation because well there there just isn't a number two tight end. Um, I mean, we we all agree that we've got McDonald's trucking is firmly the number one guy now, and yeah, there are concerns about him as far as his his overall ability to stay healthy. He seems like he's always dinged up, but he had a, a pretty solid year last season. Jesse James is gone. Uh, and, and you've got a rookie in Zach Gentry, which, which nice young man, but none of us are real thrilled about as far as a draft pick or, or as a potential number two, you've also got Xavier Grimble. Um, they've also got the kid they brought in from, I think it was Texas A&M. Um, I, I, are we all of the opinion that they're still waiting to address this once they get into camp and other teams start to, to, to send guys loose and everything else? Is that kind of where we're at here? I, uh, yeah, I'm concerned about it just overall. I mean, I look at Vance McDonald's first year in Pittsburgh. He didn't play, he didn't play a very big role. He was, he's super talented, but he didn't play a very big role in the offense because he didn't know it. Right. Um, so I, I don't know why they haven't already done this. Uh, the guy you just alluded to a minute ago, Trevor Wood out of Texas A&M. Yep. Uh, he's also a long snapper, which will give Good him point. a shot. It'll give him a shot at making the team, even as a practice squad player, because having an emergency long snapper is a nice thing to have. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. So I'll remember James Harrison. Right, right. So if, if Cameron Kennedy got hurt and they needed a, a long snapper the next week, yeah. you know, they could just promote Trevor Wood and have him practice with those guys a little bit, you know, every yeah. week and keep him fresh, keep his hand in it literally. Um, so that gives him a, a, you know, a shot at it. But I think if they getting back to my original point, if they sign a guy late or trade for a guy late, and I think that's what would be, would be more likely. You're going to find right. teams that have got superfluous. Big words. Of, let's, let's cancel yeah. that. They've got, <laughs> they've got surplus tight ends. They've got too many guys on the roster. Yeah, not enough spots, and they want to release those guys, but they're going to try and trade them. You know what they'll do is they'll go out and they'll field offers, and more. You know it'll be like a, we'll send you this guy and a five for your fourth. Mm-hmm. You know that mm-hmm. kind of a trade. Yeah, 
and you know you move up down in the draft. You don't get like a six or a seven for him, but you you get something. Um, but that guy, I don't expect him to contribute all that much this year. If they're not going to bring in a tight end before camp, and apparently yeah. they're not going to. No, doesn't look like it. That guy is not going to be a big contributor this year, even if Vance McDonald does get hurt. Chris, is is there when is the when is the cut line for Christian Scotland Williamson, the young man from from overseas, six foot nine, two hundred seventy plus pounds, you know, former uh, uh, rugby guy, right? Um, I, I mean, how, how much how much more time do you do you give this guy? I mean, as long as he's roster exempt, I don't see a reason why you let him go. I mean, that's no true. reason. I, I mean, yeah. being roster exempt is huge. Him. Yeah, just to just keep him along and, and just see what you can do. There's no there's no reason to cut him. If he's roster exempt, he isn't cut it. Nothing's going against you except a little bit of money. Yeah, and 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 just real quick, the roster exempt thing is is part of the the NFL's uh, bringing in guys from yeah the international, the international thing. program. Yeah, hey, yeah. Quick, so, quick point, Mr. Player. Uh, apparently, he was he was playing at two eighty one last year. He's lost thirty six pounds. Wow! And there's a lot of hype on him going into camp right now. Uh, I'm not buying not he, it. Because no, I'm I not either. Watching him trying to block, and it was pathetic. But you know, we'll see. I mean, there's always a lot of hype on a lot of players this time of year. Definitely. I'm always inclined to go, man, whatever. That, that yeah. guy's not going to do anything. And then, you know, we had Mike Hilton come in yeah. a couple of years yeah. back, and I was like, eh, whatever. Nah, he's not going to do that. Nah. He ended up starting the whole year. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I we, sometimes we get it wrong, too. Not very often, but, you know, we do. Um, real, real quick on offensive line, I, I think this is offensively one of the positions or one of the, the areas where there's there's really not a ton of – discussion other than than you know right tackle where we have mentioned it in in some uh episodes or editions of the podcast over the course of the summer but i i mean look you're you're pretty solid across the front you're you're gonna go pouncy to castro uh foster and and big al and then of course you know matt filer firmly believes it's going to be his spot uh to to lose um and knows it's going to be a battle he's got gerald hawkins he's got chooks Akorafor, the rookie from last year you know, so there are those. Then, of course, you got Finney sitting there uh, on, a, on a pretty sizable contract for uh, for a reserve guard. Um, so, I mean, anything, Chris, that you see potentially happening there across the offensive line that might be out of the ordinary? Yeah, I, I think backup center is is somewhere where we need to ah. address because Pouncey, you know, could you know could potentially get hurt, and then you, Finney's not the best center to be honest with everybody. No. And I, you know, a guy who I had my first. 53-man prediction is J.C. Hassenauer, the guy out of Alabama who was in the AAF or AFF, whatever that was. Um, whatever that football league that's no longer yeah, a football league. But, yeah, he, uh, I think he can come in here and really just be the last guy. Um, that's just my prediction. That's just what I had a feeling about. It's just a bold prediction of mm-hmm. mine. I think that um, – I think Wexel um, says something about Hassenauer as well uh, coming on strong. So um, that's just my prediction. I think that he can come on and – um, let's say one of those right tackle guys either get hurt or um, just falls out. I think he's a guy who can slip in. Just re- real quick, so, uh, does, does, does he have any uh, versatility or is he strictly a center? I think he's strictly a center. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what I think so too. Which is rough for him, but at the same time, um, 
you know, a guy who can who can back up that spot really well um, is, is someone who mm-hmm. you want. You know, that's someone who's not going to struggle. Maybe, maybe remember um, Hubbard going in there and being a center. That wasn't uh, good. Uh, you don't want that know. to happen again. So I think no. a guy who's, <laughs> who's just uh, acclimated to the position and, and can get it done and not have a huge drop off. I know it's, it's tough to ask for, but he's a guy who I think who can who can make a push. Yeah. Yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, ben, any anything before we wrap things up here on the offensive line? Uh, just based upon what I've been told, they want Chukes to win the right tackle job. Uh, that doesn't mean they're going to give it to him. In right. fact, right now, Filer's penciled in as the guy, but they want Chukes to step up and win it. They, you know, they're hoping he does, but he's going to have to step up to get it. Um, and also, we're forgetting about Patrick Morris. He was an undrafted free agent last year out of Texas mm-hmm. Christian. Yep. An outstanding athlete at center. Um, and it, it, he he can play in the mold of a pouncy. Yeah. The thing the problem he had coming out of school was coaching and technically he was awful. He was terrible. So Fundamentally. They, yeah, yeah. They kept him on the practice squad and you know, he's been with the team for a year, getting tutelage under Munch and Sean Serrett. So, you know. I yeah, that's my know. guy. That's my guy. I, that's the guy I think makes it. I don't I don't know that JC Hassenauer has got a shot or not. I want to see him hit somebody first before yeah. I, I put any faith in the guy at all. Yeah, no, I, I think it's a good call. I we, we did talk about him last uh last year at this time, talking about uh the potential for Morris because he is a phenomenal athlete. It's just a matter of can you coach the guy up? Um if, so, I, if yeah, I can say something yeah. real quick. Hassenauer yep. uh, coming from Alabama, you know he's gonna be extremely well coached uh mentally, physically. He's gonna You'd be in shape. So. Um in the AAF, he was the best center by far. Um and he was for the iron, I think. So he was the Steelers affiliate. So they know him pretty well. Um, he's by far the best center. Um, so that's why I think, you know, they gave him the money to come over. I think that he, yeah, that's the, my case. That, that's my case for yeah. him right there. Well, I, I <laughs> hey, that, that'll be fun to watch. Uh, each of you take a center and see who makes the backup, uh, gets the backup job if either of them do, you know, uh, either for way. Sure. But uh, yeah, I, I'm looking forward to talking defense because there's a lot of stuff to cover on the defensive stuff and we'll do that next week. But we're, uh, yeah, we're, we're like 16 days out from, uh, from the Steelers being on the fields in Latrobe. So it's getting there folks. It's getting there and we're just as excited as you are. So we'll have some previews uh, out soon, right? uh, Oh yeah. Everything's coming. I mean, we, we, we've been, we've been pretty, uh, you know, relaxed at the website right now, but it's all going to start happening. So um, be ready and, and hopefully uh, everybody listening, you're on board with us. And by the way, if you are listening, please take a moment on whatever platform you are listening on uh, iTunes or iHeartRadio, whatever, and give us a, a rating review, all that good stuff. We would really, really appreciate it. So for uh, Chris and Ben, this is Steel Dad signing off on the Steel City Blitz Steelers podcast presented by 26shirts.com slash Pittsburgh. And hey, go Steelers.